Hey, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of our month-long coverage of Disneyland. So here's how this is going to work. Every Monday, we're going to be releasing uh, shows about Disneyland on different topics. So, for example, next week, we're going to be talking all about dining at Disneyland. The week after that, we're going to be talking all about attractions at Disneyland. And the fourth week of our coverage, we're going to be talking about tips from locals. So things locals know that you need to if you're going to uh, head out and visit Disneyland. This week, we're going to be talking about the 60th anniversary and what you need to see before it goes away at the end of September. They've been running the 60th anniversary for about 12 years, I believe. (laughs) And uh, so uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about the contests we're going to be running because... No sense in celebrating everything we love about Disneyland this month without sharing some of the love. So we're going to be giving away a lot of stuff this uh, this month. We're going to be giving away gift cards. We're going to be giving away little prizes, little special things that we've accumulated in our our travels. Uh, But most importantly, we're going to be giving away not one, but two trips to Disneyland. Two five-day, four-night trips to Disneyland. And if you want details on how you can be part of this and on how to enter and what to do and all the details on it, just head out to wdwinfo.com slash Disneyland. Click on the big link for our contest, and you're going to find out everything you need to know there. Those contests are actually going to be running through the end of July. So you got plenty of time to check out everything that we're doing and to, uh, to join in and hopefully maybe win. The trip to Disneyland. And you can kind of take all this information we're about to give you and do something useful with it. Um, joining me at the table uh, this week, our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. The host of the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplug, Mr. Tom Bell. Hey, folks. The host of Connecting with Walt and part of our Disneyland team, Mr. Michael Bowling. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. And Corey. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> President of the Diz. And uh, the guy who makes all of everything look very pretty. Um, except the two in the back. Um, <laughs> with our associate producers, Oliver Green and Rhino Clavin. Mm. <laughs> I think we're pretty. Hey. We are pretty, aren't we? <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, everyone here, with the exception of uh, Oliver, because he wasn't real yet, um, was out in Disneyland... Uh, wasn't a real boy. Back in the back in the beginning of April, and that's when we were kind of you know gathering all this content and had a great time. And we just we have so much content coming out this month, guys. I I can't begin to tell you how. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. We've been working on this content for well over a month now, and uh, I'm really proud of it. I think everybody did a great job. And I think you're going to be amazed with uh, some of the videos in particular that we have coming out, some of the articles that are coming out. We've just got some really cool stuff. So you can follow along with all of the stuff going up every week on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash disunplugged. So with that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about five things you do not want to miss before the 60th anniversary goes away at the end of September. And uh, number five on the list are the photo spots that have been set up around the park. 
Now, Tom, you and Rhino mm-hmm. had a chance to do these, so why don't you kind of explain to people what uh, what these are? Well, there's I think there's four, right, Rhino? Four different photo pass or photo locations um, around the park, and there's a photo pass photographer there, but they'll also take pictures with your own with your camera, um, and they're just themed to 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 the attraction they're near. So there's one that's near the Matterhorn. Where you where you they take the picture sideways so it looks like you're climbing the Matterhorn. Um, you can be a, a singing bust at uh, Haunted Mansion, which is kind of cool. Um, Tom said bust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think there's one ev- over by the uh, Big Grizzly. Thunder. The Big Thunder one is actually behind walls right now. Yeah, we oh, we couldn't get to, get to that one. We didn't get to that. We tried. One. I tried to climb over. Um, big thing. There's one, and then there's two at California Adventure. There's one at near Grizzly River Run, where you're being eaten by the giant grizzly bear. Yeah, and that was an interesting experience. No, there's three in uh, California Adventure. Oh, you're right. There yeah. are. Okay. So there are actually five spots right now, because there is the um, there, there's the grizzly one, but then there's the one in the Bugs, uh, the Pixar place, yep. not Pixar place. I'm so sorry. What do you a guys bugs call land. it? Bugs, bugs Land. land. Yeah. Um, and then that one's fun. We found that, that last one at night after. Yeah, California there were no photo fast people, so we made our own adventure with it. <laughs> the, I, I love the perspective on the Bugs Land one because they have they, it's it's multi level, so there's you have one person in front and one person behind, and it makes it look like the second person is the size of a bug. Oh, that's cool. What yeah, I love really about cool. the spots is like, um, with the exception of the Haunted Mansion one, I don't know, I couldn't find the video from it, but they all have like little videos. So they'll take it and like, so Tom and I were like climbing the rope, the sideways one, like you said, and then it, when you watch the little video photo pass thing back, it starts snowing. And then in the, in the, um, the Grizzly one, the, a plane came, comes by it, with like a sign on it. In the Haunted Mansion one, um, it has the dancing, ghost, dancing, the dancing ghost. Orleans, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I thought I'd seen it, but I can't yeah. find it. I don't know what happened. I think I've got it on, I think it showed up on, I know, I, I did it. I, know, I did it with you. I mean, or, yes, yeah. And it, so it's on my right. uh, my photo pass thing. So if you have the annual, well, you need to buy Memory Maker mm-hmm. uh, in order to get those, right? Or you, or you, you can just you can get photo pass. Yeah. You can just get regular photo passes. Right. But I have the Memory Maker attached to my uh, to my annual pass, right. and I've got the annual pass, the Premier Pass, which is both Disney World and Disneyland. So all of those pictures were just okay. showing up on, on the app for me. So I was able to. Yeah, any of the new annual passes come with PhotoPass. So. With Memory Maker, yeah. Yeah. So uh, those are really cool. And uh, you guys did a vlog that is going up this week mm-hmm. um, about your experience going around to the different PhotoPass yeah. locations. So you can check that out. But that was, I thought, something really fun yeah. they were doing for... My tip for this is that the PhotoPass people aren't there once it starts. the sun starts going down. So the last one that we found... Um, there was no photo pass person, so we we had. You can still have fun. You can still go up and take a seat or stand or whatever the illusion is that you're doing. You can still do it. But if you want to do the photo pass thing with the memory maker, then you want to make sure you're hitting those up before the sun goes down. Okay. Number four on our list: merchandise and snacks, because the amount of merchandise <laughs> and specialty snacks that they released for the 60th was pretty extraordinary. Um, and I, I want to start talking about, about the merchandise. I went a little nuts. I went a little nuts. Um, we're doing some cooking segments um, as part uh, – you'll, you'll see those next week as part of our dining discussion. Um, 
We did some cooking demonstrations in my kitchen. And so I used that as an excuse to buy like four place settings of the 60th anniversary, um, pl- you know, the, uh, the place settings, uh, the, you know, plates and bowls and cups and little bread plates. Um, they had a great apron that I'm wearing in that. Um, they also have, it's behind me and I'll grab it in a second, uh, hmm. the 60th anniversary tiara, um, which I like to wear when no one's here. Um, <laughs> just the apron and the tiara, nothing else. Um, my gift to you is that visual. Um, and so like, what? Oh, I mean, we can't, we have to talk about Rhino's woman's hoodie that he also <laughs> bought too. <laughs> that was like one of the greatest jokes during that trip. Yeah. He loved the hoodie, but I love this hoodie. And he I didn't care sure. that it was a woman's. Um, I, it fits me fine. I'm wearing a large, this is a, a large or an extra large. Well, you are, you're, you're a full figured gal. It's, uh, you know, it's got, I like the lining and the hoodie. You're a big bone gal from Southern Alberta. I, it was when I realized, this, okay, the zipper is on the only man's Katie side. Lang, only Katie Lang fans are going to get that reference. So, But the zipper is awfully shiny is the only thing. <laughs> it's really shiny. <laughs> but oh it's on the right side as if this is a man's hoodie. And it's cut like a man's hoodie, so... I'm However, a man, I'm going to wear this hoodie. Only women were wearing it. <laughs> yeah, it was like I'd walk through a crowd. It was that episode of Friends where Ross is wearing the shirt and he's not sure. That's who I was that week. And I so, wore it proudly. I mean, there, I mean, there's just, there is, there, there's, a, there's that store just as you come on onto Main Street on the right that yeah, was just loaded. Disney showcase. Uh, with, with merchandise. What else stood out to you guys? I collected, there's artwork that is um, done Disney through the decades, Disney through the decade, and I collected that. They are hanging in my, my, some of them are hanging in my hallway, some of them are in my bedroom. I think yeah. uh, they and, just released the, they just, he just finished up the last decade, I think. Is it, is it the Jeff Granito one? Ones? Right? Yeah, yeah, there were two different sets. Oh, two different sets, and okay. so I didn't buy the Jeff Granito one, I bought the other set. Cause, and it was by different artists and different styles. That's the one to I reflect, got, yeah. That's yeah, the To reflect the different decades. It's beautiful. They, it is. And they had matching plates and all kinds of stuff. I just got the artwork. And so Did, that, that's, what, that's what I liked about it. If you are a Disney fan and you've not been to Disneyland, go out with a lot of money and, and a lot of suitcases and a lot of e- empty suitcases <laughs> because the, the I, I don't know the merchandise out there ju- is different they have different stuff than we have. I mean certainly you can find some of the Disney parks blah 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 stuff but they have so much stuff that's unique to Disneyland and so you, you're out there especially you know like us like we're you know we live here in Orlando and so we're always in these parks, and we're used to seeing the merchandise we have here. You go out there, and you see all this new stuff, and you say to yourself, I don't know what I'm getting back here. And I better buy that. You know, that's my motto, is if I see it and I want it, I'm going to buy it, because you know what's going to happen. I'll The next time I come out, it's not going to be there. So I buy even, it. Even as often as I'm in the parks, I do the same thing. It's do like, the same thing? It's like, I see this, it's like, okay, if I don't get it now, next trip it won't be there. But, they had, but I'll tell you, in particular for me, those plates that I got, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. I'm not going to use – we use them We use them in the one video. Uh, well, I think we'll u- we're using them in all of them. But, um, you know, to plate the food that we were, that we were cooking in my kitchen. Um, but even that, I was like, oh, I don't want to – Yeah, you don't want to like <laughs> – I don't want to damage it. 
I wouldn't put it. I certainly wouldn't put it in the dishwasher. I'm like washing it by hand and drying it by hand, which I don't do. Okay, I'm not about washing dishes, but with these, but they're beautiful. They're beautiful, and I like the way they look sitting on my kitchen table and just kind of being out in display. And um, and I really do love the 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 uh, the apron. Um, one other special piece that I picked up. Uh, was over at Off the Page, probably my favorite store in Disney World or Disneyland. It's over in California Adventure in the Hollywood section. And my good friend, our good friend, we mentioned him many, many times on the show, Dave Avanzino, who's uh, one of the Disney artists. And we, you know, I've got a ton of his pieces. One of them is sitting right there, that shadow box behind me is uh, one of Dave's pieces. And he did this paper Disneyland sculpture in a shadow box. Absolutely beautiful. And it's always great to run into Dave. Always look for his pieces. I love his style. I love his stuff. I think I must have, because I'm looking at one, there's one back in the in the nook there. Um, I just there's oh, the Cars Land one up there. Yeah. There's one or two hanging in my bedroom right now. There's one in my office. We've got a couple in here. I love Dave's stuff. We'll actually make sure we put up a special link where you can find more of Dave's artwork because we're just I'm a huge fan and he's been a great friend to the show. We got to interview him. I forgot was it 2013? Yeah, three. Years I think ago. it was. Yeah. And ever since we've just been you know we've been great friends and. Uh, Love, love his stuff. So that was like, that was like the piece I came home with that I was so excited about. That was like my that's my 60th anniversary. Did you find all the hidden Mickey's yet? No. no. There's there's six hidden Mickey's in that piece. He showed me. One, yeah, he showed me each decade. And he yeah. has his family yeah. in that piece as well. Yeah, it did a great job. Yeah. It's an absolutely gorgeous piece. Absolutely gorgeous piece. Some, something I got speaking of artwork. It, it, there's. Uh, there's a lithograph, and I'm sure there's a painting of it. It's our castle, and it's done in the retro style, and it's sliced. And so it's sliced into six sections, one for every decade. Mm. And then they have the character, and it's in different colors, and they have the characters and, and attractions that came out in each of those decades in it. And then they have a matching shirt and the same thing so that I got that set and then on the back of the shirt it lists every Disneyland attraction and the year it opened which as the historian I find very helpful yeah. it's a real quick <laughs> reference for me I look on the Carol, back grab of my, my shirt, shirt. <laughs> Carol read the back of my shirt yeah and and that's one of the official t-shirts and that's really nice and that piece of artwork is really nice as well so merchandise wise there's so much I don't care who you are. You're going to find something you love. Um, oh, the other thing, the other thing I picked up in a Rebus Brothers um, yeah. was, well, there's a few things. I picked up a, um, they had the this massive stein uh, for the 60th anniversary. It was a glass, though, made of, you know, made of glass. And right there, they will engrave whatever you want on it. And it was really cool to watch them engrave engrave that piece. But the other thing I got was this massive diamond, this 60th anniversary diamond that is actually sits on, you know, my, my table in my kitchen is my, like, my little 60th anniversary shrine because I've got mm-hmm. the plates and, the you know, everything out. And then in the center of the table is this big 60th anniversary diamond. So 
Just really, really cool stuff. Lots of neat, different stuff. What are you grabbing? Your tiara. Oh, he wants me to put the tiara on. <laughs> yeah, I have my ears, so you should have your tiara. I can't tell if it's straight or not. It's definitely, it's definitely straight. not straight. <laughs> <laughs> is it on straight? Is what I'm asking. I really can't tell on the monitor. Is it on straight? <laughs> All right. So this is the 60th. I have to. We didn't set the camera for this, so I'll just bend down a little bit so you can see. You can look up pretty. Okay, hurts my well, head. Speaking of Steins, Craig. Now you put it on. Yeah, right. <laughs> speaking of Steins, Craig, when you and I walked around the park, we remember we got those plastic Sleeping Beauty Steins. Yep. There might be a. Oh, yeah, they're right on the shelf over there next to BB-8 and yeah. uh, behind Corey. So that, that's a, a nice little, that's a nice little souvenir as well. <laughs> He's still learning. Oliver's our names. still learning who the, team, who, who the members of the team are. Um, but uh, so, yeah, lots of, great, lots of great merchandise to be found out there. But we also want to talk about the snacks because I really was afraid that I was going to put on... <laughs> Like all the weight I lost, all fifty pounds, because some of this stuff was so 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 good. Um, now, first off, was um, at uh, Jolly Holiday Bakery. Mm-hmm. Mm. This make a lot of noises on this. Yeah, there were a lot of noises coming out of everybody as we were trying <laughs> these different things. But uh, in particular, they have you know the 60th anniversary cupcake, which it's a work of art. It was a, absolutely a work of art and delicious, really, really, really good cupcake. Um, but uh, over at, I think the cake pops were over at the Candy, Candy Palace. Palace. Mm. They had these, you know, all, all designed for the 60th anniversary. Um, there were candy apples and Rice Krispie treats over at the Candy Palace. Um, what else? What am I missing? Uh I think they had cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have some package treats that have the 60th anniversary yep. logo on them. Uh, I'm trying to think. And I got special I got a- popcorn buckets. Mm-hmm. If popcorn is your treat of choice, one of the things that they have. The rhino that, was collecting popcorn. One of the oh, things yeah, they have that too. we did that we didn't check out is a lot of the quick serve locations have special drinks themed to the 60th with mm-hmm. like different lemonade drinks. All different around the park, so you can check. Uh, and that's, I think, the lar- I think there's like twelve or fifteen different drinks. I think the larger point is that you know everywhere you go in in the right. parks, there's something. There's a snack item. There's a drink item. Something there for the sixtieth mm-hmm. to celebrate the sixtieth. And it's not, you know, it just doesn't have the, it doesn't have the same mass produced feel out there with this stuff that yeah. we get out here, where it's just kind of like. Okay, here's something we already do anyway, but we're just going to stick a logo on it and sell it as something different. And it just feels like things were done like with a lot of forethought and care. And let's celebrate our 60th. And they're putting out special stuff. It just doesn't feel like what you get all the time. Just you know, here's a plastic 60th anniversary logo shoved in the top, and um, it just felt like some thought went into this stuff, which is why it kind of excited me, and I wanted it on this list. Mm-hmm. And, and Disneyland's done that from the beginning. I mean, we used to have ice cream sundaes that were themed to different attractions when uh, in the early days of the Carnation Plaza. And we do that all the time, where the, we have 
they do foods themed to different events and attractions and celebrations. So it's it's very common for them. And we you know we talk about you know we'll talk about throughout the month. Um, you know, one of the most significant differences between Walt Disney World and Disneyland is that sense of uh, community and ownership that the locals have for that park. There is a lot of attention paid to the legacy uh, of that park. And it's not just in the people who are guests. Uh, it's also in the people who work there. So that bleeds through on all these projects that they work on. Um and we don't it's it's different here it's different here in Orlando that you know this park is not uh to locals what Disneyland is to locals out in California and there's not that same pride of ownership there's not that same investment from you know the local Orlando community and you don't see that bleed through i'm not saying we don't have wonderful cast members who really care about it's just different and the only way to really understand that difference is to go out there and experience it yourself. It's just different. And in a really, really good way. And so you see it in stuff like this. You see it in the merchandise. You see it in, you know, we, we, we're going to be talking uh, uh, next week about, you know, the popcorn buckets. <laughs> and mm-hmm. about the investment that kind of goes into that from people who are fans. And you look at this stuff. Whether it's the bakery items, the snacks, the food, the merchandise, the attractions, and you get the feeling this was put together by fans, not by a committee. Mm-hmm. And it may have been a committee, but it was a committee of fans, you know. And that 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 interest and that passion was is, is infused in the idea and comes out in the in the final product. I think that's a, probably the best way I could describe it. Um, and that's what I noticed as I went around and looked at a lot of different things they did for the 60th. There's also the – because there are a lot of local people that come to Disneyland, they also have to be aware of the repeatability factor. I mean they have to have a bigger variety of different things. That's a good point. Because people are coming back week after week or month after month and they want something different. That's a good point, Yeah. yeah. And, and what's nice is, as over the coming weeks, as we talk about the 60th, we're always going to come back. We're going to bring up how everything focuses around Walt. I mean, yeah. the, the celebrations always remind us this. It was all started by a, a mouse, but it was all started by a man, and uh, and and that's what's I think very unique about our park as well, in that we we constantly celebrate our legacy, but we celebrate Walt the man. At Disneyland, and his and we keep his spirit alive there. I yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's that like I said, that investment in the legacy of it, and uh, you know that's the only. You know, I say it all the time. It's the only Disney park Walt ever walked in. Um, Disney World was opened after he died. Um, it's very much Roy's park. I yeah. always feel at Disney World. Right. All right. Let's move on to our number three thing you should not miss during the 60th anniversary celebration, and that is the re, reimagined world of color. So, Tom, why don't you talk about about that show? And um, You've seen it more than any of us. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I've only seen it a few times. But anyway, um, World of Color Celebrate, it's... Michael, help me with the title. The Life and... Uh, world of Color Celebrate the Wonderful World of Walt there Disney. There we go. Uh, so, 
great segue. Uh, it is a n- complete new um, show hosted by Mickey Mouse and Neil Patrick Harris. It covers basically Walt's history, right, Michael? I mean, from the animation through the all the films and the attractions, the building of Disneyland and some of the current attractions. Right, it, it, and it celebrates the films, uh, including including one you may have heard of, Frozen, and uh, and, uh, and Star Wars, <laughs> and Star Wars, and uh, and yeah, it's. It, I, I, you have to, and, and the nice thing about World of Color is it they constantly change it. This is like the fourth iteration. Right, of but it. this iteration of it is not quite as popular as the last it's, one. This one's been criticized. Yes, and, and and my my issue with it is that it's closer to Fantasmic in a way, in that they don't use all of the effects that World of Color has, that all the previous versions of it have had. They, they really rely heavily, I think, on projections. Yeah, I agreed. And not so much all the other fantastic effects they have. And, um, and the other criticism is that it focuses a lot on the modern and not as much on Walt's legacy. Yeah. And the pacing of the show isn't... It's not perfect, Uh and I don't like that it's complete. It's not completely original, and that they took um, celebrate the magic and use that as the theme. Which, I mean, we're already sick of it out here in Disney World, um, hearing it multiple times a night, and then they, you start using it out there. Except this time, Neil Patrick Harris is singing his way through it. Um, but yeah, it's just it feels like sometime like the the Mickey Mouse section feels like it's a good six minutes, and then. All of a sudden, it rushes through all the other films and then gets to Frozen and, and just it comes using to that a Let It Go section halt again. At yeah. Frozen. Exactly, and that's the only song that is performed in full. But mm. people love it. I mean, the guests yeah. react to it. But it almost feels like it was a television special that they pro- they're projecting onto the water screens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, stay to the end because there is a, a little little special thing that happens so don't rush out to run over to disneyland um stay to the very end listen to the songs but that walt does make an appearance at the very end and you know it's brief but it's worth it yeah. and while this isn't the best world of color show by far it's still impressive it's, it's still, still yeah, the technology still good, so yeah. um that's why it is you know better than the the merchandise and other stuff like that because world of color is just it, it's incredible it's one of those shows once you see it it's just it's it's hard to figure out what you like better fireworks or world of color style shows and we have uh going up this week with this show is uh the full uh world of color shot in 4k that uh, oliver has been working on diligently and it looks absolutely fantastic it was uh, if you rhino, do say so yourself uh, well rhino did the hard work i just put it together so uh, no very yeah, good job there rhino. Too. Good. thank you though it's yeah. <laughs> Um, number two, number two on our list, and and I, I am the only one who feels that number two and number one should be switched. But I went with the group. Um, number two, Disneyland Forever fireworks. Um, I thought this fireworks show was spectacular, and if I was going to miss, if I had to miss something, it would not be this. This would be something that I could not leave without seeing because not just are the fireworks themselves really special and a great show 
but the projections that go on around the park, if you're on Main Street, uh, the projections that are happening on either side of Main Street, if you're in, um, if you're over by Small World, there are projections going on on Small World. There are projections happening on the Matterhorn. I mean, they're doing it all over the park. It just adds this other depth and element to it that I think is phenomenal. But <clears throat> we had a special idea that you will be able to see at the end uh, uh, on week four. Uh, because one of the tips that we give you are the best locations to watch um, these fireworks from, because there are many different places you can watch them from. And we have a we have a video that I know Oliver has just put so much time and effort into that shows the entire fireworks show switching back and forth from all these different locations. You got to edit that one too, huh? It's, what was that, sorry? Yeah, I gave you oh, yeah, you got to edit that one too. Yeah, I got all the lengthy ones, but um, it, I think it was good for me because, uh, like Pete said at the beginning, I never got to go, but I've learned so much just from putting these together. It's, it's unbelievable. So, um, yeah, it's the fireworks, they really do change so much like with uh, wishes i feel like wherever you are in magic kingdom it's kind of the same thing the, the fireworks that changes the, the view you're standing at really does change the what you see it's Absolutely. it's such a different show it really does yeah. it's it's really impressive um and the fireworks themselves are spectacular they've went out and shopped for new mm-hmm. brighter and different shapes and just yeah, the much larger bursts mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and there, it's new state-of-the-art projections. Uh, I mean, this is like something we haven't seen at Disneyland before. Uh, the fireworks fill the sky much more, and uh, they, they really are spectacular. And then again, there's the that was a Frozen movie that is part of the show? I've heard. Yeah, yeah but overall, the, the soundtrack that they chose for it mm-hmm. is pretty diverse. I mean, it, especially as a, a, a Disney World fan, you know, getting to... Here, step in time and have the Mary Poppins mm-hmm. section, as well as even um, whenever they play uh, Rumbly and My Tumbly. Mm-hmm. That's the name of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Close enough. Um, close enough. Uh, and then even like the Nemo section with how they, they incorporate that into it. So it's not like you're just hearing the same songs that you've heard a million times over. Yeah, you're going to have Frozen in there, a little bit of Little Mermaid. Uh, then you get Jungle King. Book. And, but yeah. yeah, you have Jungle Book in there too. Just really, really different. Uh, it, such a, a a fresh new show. I and, like it. And like I said, personally, I think this should be our number one thing not to miss. But I was outvoted. Um, not that I and not that I disagree with what comes in at number one because it is pretty damn spectacular. Well, can I bring up something else about the fireworks too? There's two songs written especially for the fireworks. Um, the closing song, "Live the Magic," but also. Uh, the good, the good night kiss, kiss, and that was written by Richard Sherman of the Sherman Brothers, and it's sung by Ashley Brown, who originated Mary Poppins on in the Broadway show, Broadway revival, the revival, yeah. And so, so definitely, you want to stay and listen to that before you run onto Space Mountain or, or something. It's they're worth listening to. So, number one on our list of things you cannot miss, you should not miss during Disneyland's 60th anniversary is the Paint the Night Parade, which, look, like I said, spectacular, spectacular. But for me personally, by a hair, it's the fireworks. But you guys all voted for Paint the Night, so talk to me about what it is about Paint the Night that 
you feel it deserves to be the one thing people should not miss, the number one thing people should not miss? It, it is like no parade you've ever seen. I love parades. Like, I never miss the fireworks, like you, Pete. I, I don't miss the parades. And Main Street Electrical Parade, I grew up with. Mm. And, you know, I've talked about it on our Disneyland show, the history of that parade. When we lost it, people were devastated. I mean, when, when it went away. And then what we inherited, light magic, did not live up to expectations. This one does. This is all the spiritual successor, I think, to Main the Electrical. Main Street Electrical Parade for us at Disneyland. It's 1.5 million lights on this, and, and it's kinetic. It is constantly moving. They celebrate the old, the legacy of the original films, as well as the modern films, including Pixar. This is this is based on the Hong Kong version of of the uh, this parade, but we have our own units, uh, such as well, um, Frozen, uh, a film you made. We've talked about, I believe. We have our own Frozen unit, but. But as you look at this parade, every float is constantly changing. As the lights change and rotate and images change, the um, music is, I mean, it's really like tap your toes to it. But they have brought in the Baroque hoedown and weaved it in. And so it brings back the electrical parade for us. And this is spectacular. It's a short parade. It's not very long, but it is a spectacular parade. Um, it's a little different from Hong Kong's because there they do have a show stop where they, they were really into the interactive wands and hands and all of that that just don't catch on at Disneyland. Right. And the ears and all that. So they removed that from our parade. Um, you still see the characters with them, but they they really don't do anything. So uh, this is just a not to be missed parade. It, it is absolutely spectacular, and it has been embraced by the locals. Um, now, Oliver, you were the one uh, who was editing this, and you had some very interesting comments to make about it, having not seen it. Yeah, and, but only you, you spent hours with this video. It's a long time, yeah. Um, it's. See, I, I, unlike um, yourself, I'm, I, I can take or leave a parade. It's like they're, they're not what I go to the parks to, uh, to watch, really. It's not a, a point of interest for me. But when I was editing this, I was so mesmerized by it because there is always something new. Like you said, every float is always changing. There is always something brand new to look at. Um, and it's paired so well with the audio because it's so uh, it's so pumped up almost. It keeps yeah, you going all the time. So, yeah, it's it's for me, it's it's possibly the best Disney parade I have ever seen. Um, and I would, it's, I would agree with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, I, I normally hate parades and I, in honestly, now this is twice. Disneyland has gotten me. I love the daytime. Um, sound station. Sound station was great. And I was like, eh, magic's not going to strike twice for me here. And I just like, like I, I, we were all taking the video and I watched my own video back repeatedly because I was just like, wow, this is crazy. And I would always make a point at night if it was going through to just stop and watch it. And there's, you talk about everything in motion. There's that float that Mickey's on and it's yeah. got this crazy mm, thing just that like an acid it trip. hypnotizes you. Yeah, because you're like, how is that machine moving the way it's moving? <laughs> no, it, it's fantastic. I think for me, the, the thing that makes this parade unlike any other is the soundtrack. Um, 
you know, using the Owl City, When Can I See You Again from Wreck-It Ralph, and then mixing it beautifully with Baroque Hoedown. The first time we watched the parade at the uh, the big media event to kick it off, I didn't even realize that Baroque Hoedown was in there. I had never heard it before. That never picked up on me. And then once I watched it back, that's whenever it, they just blended together so well. And in the moment, like, it's the bass is kicking the entire time. It pushes yeah. it along. Uh this is one parade where you don't feel like, oh, God, when is this going to finally get to that end float and everyone can move away from it? It's, you just want it to keep going and going and going. I love the, it. The other float that's unique to ours is that they, they recreated the drum float yeah. from our, the Main Street Electrical Parade. So for this version. And, and what other Disney parade is led by dominatrix pixies? I mean, you know, with their little whips. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's wow. just, Didn't, you know, um, very unique. I'll turn. take sentences I never thought I'd hear for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> dominatrix pixies. Um, so that is the number one um, thing you should not miss, according to our team. Although... I think it really should be. I, I Look, I thought Paint the Night is amazing, and I agree. Best parade Disney's ever put on. But I'm with you guys. I'm not one of those people who, you know, I'll, I'll, I can take or leave a parade. Fireworks, that matters to me. And I just thought, I also think that uh, uh, the, the fireworks are certainly the best I've ever seen at Disneyland. Um, mm-hmm. And arguably the best I've ever seen. I just think the combination of the elements, but that's me. So those are the five things we think you should not miss while the Disneyland 60th anniversary continues through the end of September. And that will do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, go to Disneyland. Disneyland.